0: This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the new Full Focus Kids and Full Focus Students Planners. Learn how you can equip your kids for a successful future
1: at fullfocusplanner.com. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start Loving Mondays with your host, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Guys, I want to ask you something. Um, I know a lot of people would say that there's definitely a lot of negativity going on in the world today. That's evident. But that's not because of just the current situation or the current circumstances. But in general, I think people just seem to be irritable. They're anxious would you guys disagree or agree with that statement?
2: Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of negativity in the world right now. And some of that negativity is probably, you know, justifiably so, you know, and, you know, I think sometimes that can, you know, spur on some action that needs to be taken, but there is like that other sense of negativity where we let it like lay on us, like a wet blanket
1: Mm. and we
2: let it kind of, Impact everything around us and kind of the way that we view the world, um, including both our lives and our relationships, but also our work. And I think that that is something probably especially after this pandemic and going through that is probably something that a lot of us may have let creep into how we view our world right now.
0: Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I I can speak for myself. You know, I think I've fallen into that, uh, on occasion where, like you said, Courtney, there's a lot to be angry about, to be negative about. We've had a pandemic and, uh, you know, racial injustice has, has been brought to the forefront and, and brought to light. And as I know, I know of have learned about that. It's, it's very, <laughs> very easy to get just upset and depressed and angry about and worthwhile. Um, but when it comes to what we're talking about today and and every day when we do this podcast, it's ultimately about, okay, how do we bring our best to our families, to our jobs, to our worlds? How do we have true productivity? Right. And unfortunately when we, I think what you said kind of let it lay on us like a, a wet blanket sort of, we can, we can get caught up in a negative mindset, you know, where we feel frustrated, we feel angry, we feel like quitting and we, And it just sort of colors. It's almost like a lens. Like you've got your Mm -hmm. hip blue light blocking uh, eyeglasses on. It's it's like if you had creative or positive solution blocking glasses on. That's kind of what negativity can do, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I would, you know, for everybody that's watching us. If you if you're not watching this video, you should go check out because we are all (laughs) sporting the glasses today. I mean, we are. You know, Verbs once again has brought in a new stylish pair of glasses that. Like you and I have got to catch up with verbs because
0: I feel like verbs. You did you? I feel like you pulled those from like I saw a photo of you today from a photo shoot. Oh wow! Yeah. I am pretty sure it was from a different decade, but like it looks <laughs> like those glasses were from there, but they still work from that old yeah. album cover. Yeah, that was, that was
1: that was from the nineties, and uh glad you had a chance to view that that photo. I think that was an Instagram post I posted earlier.
2: Wait, well, yeah. I missed this. What was this photo from?
1: This photo was at least from 1996, back in the hardcore music days, um, mm-hmm. you know, so all those little photo shoots you do for like publicity photos. Yeah. Good friend of mine, it was his birthday today, he was in the photo, so we uh, we tagged him there and wished him That's happy. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. I'm going to have to go check that out. Well, getting back to kind of what we're talking about today, I feel like, yeah, that lens that you look through can ultimately kind of turn into this sense of entitlement, Um, which can be really dangerous because I think a lot of times we don't necessarily see it in ourselves. And then we get to that point of like, hey, why am I working so hard if nothing ever pays off? You know, I'm never getting what I deserve. And that's a really hard, if you're in that headspace, it's a really hard place to be. And it's a really hard place to try to, try to like crawl out of. Um, So today we're going to be talking about how to kind of shift from that to a sense of gratitude, you know, from entitlement to gratitude.
1: I know I'm excited about this topic as well. I feel like it's another layer of like the secret sauce of productivity. And so uh, I'm excited to get into it. But now let me ask you this. Here's another question before we get started, because you guys are probably some of the two, uh, two of the most positive people that I know. But is this something that you find yourselves struggling with Either on a day-to-day basis, or does it kind of come in seasons as far as um, you know, just being irritable and 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 just the whole idea of gratitude and when to show or share gratitude?
0: I can speak for myself. I definitely struggle with this. Um, I can think back to when the pandemic first happened and so much of what I do day to day in work got jumbled up, right? And even from a habit standpoint, I had some habit goals. And one of them was, uh, you know, related to a gym that was now closed, things like that. And I, I was upset. There was definitely this period where I was, I just couldn't, I, I definitely didn't make the progress that I would have wanted to, you know, I, I think about two or three weeks into it, I, all of a sudden I started going, you know what, there's a lot of people suffering way worse than me right now. I've got plenty to be grateful for. And that perspective shift, all of a sudden I, doors opened up. Um, in fact, I, I think back to our team, uh, personally, the team that I'm on at Michael and Company, we had literally our best month ever in May. And I think a, a huge part of that was just turning the corner on feeling negative, feeling just ticked because things weren't working out our way. And, and to going, you know what, we've got a ton to be grateful for. We started celebrating the wins that we were having, you know, and that, I think, helped us turn the corner.
2: Yeah, I would echo that, that, you know, definitely, I, I'm probably like a um, glass half full person all the time. But when I'm under stress, that's when I can kind of see that flip. Um, And then once that has happened, you know, I can see it like, oh, gosh, this is kind of hard. This is like an you know, like unending cycle, um, I do think you know I've used this over and over again, and I think this is a Gail Hyatt quote. But when I get in those stressful situations now, you know, asking myself what does this make possible, you know, and I was able to kind of approach the quarantine like that. And honestly, there are a lot of really good things that I can see that have come out of this time. Um, But if you're not looking for them, if I don't really, if I'm not intentional to make myself look for them, um, I won't. And I will just see those kind of hard negative things um, that can, if we let it, kind of consume our view. Uh, I'm curious about you, Verbs.
1: Yeah, I'm probably more of the glass half full as well. Just part of my morning routine, you know, with our family, either we'll do kind of a a family devotional or me and my wife will do something in the morning. And so that kind of forces us to like just pause and then kind of itemize what are the things that we're grateful for, regardless mm-hmm. of whatever else is going on. And that kind of sets the tone for the rest, you know, the rest of our day. And so um, and when we don't, you know, if there's a morning where we let that kind of slide to the side, then you definitely feel kind of like a grind of just kind of trudging through the rest of your day, just because you mm-hmm. haven't, you know, taken that pause and reflected on, man, this is going on, but I'm super grateful that. We have a roof over our head, you know, small, yeah. minute things um, that are really major just in in uh, our perspective of the rest of uh, of just life in general. So. Well, let, let's talk about this. Let's kind of get into these four or these three advantages uh, of just practicing gratitude. The first one that we have is gratitude makes others want to join your team. That's advantage number one. Courtney, have you experienced this as you lead the marketing team and and how has it really panned out for you guys?
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's so interesting because we have we have these um, annual values awards as a company that we vote on. You know, everybody votes to say, like, who's the person that most, you know, embodies this value? Well, on the marketing team, we have two separate people that have um, won the Infectious Enthusiasm Award. <laughs> uh, so our team literally is like the definition of just, you know, letting gratitude, being grateful, and you know, excited about what we work on. And I do think that really plays into how you approach your work, that it's contagious. And so mm-hmm. I think the whole team is able to look at, our work and be cheerful about it. You know, it's not really a right. It's really a gift that we get to work for the company we work at and that we get to work alongside the people that we get to work along. And it ultimately, you know, that's what I I want to work at a place and be with people that I'm having fun with. I want to work really hard. I want us to achieve our goals. But ultimately I want us to have fun doing that. And I think gratitude is so key to that. And I've certainly been on teams where that wasn't the default, you know, the default was kind of this cynicism or like, everybody's against us, like, you know, that team over there, they're doing that, you know, it was just this kind of really cynical attitude. And it was really hard to be part of those teams. And it wasn't a team other people wanted to join. And ultimately, that kind of Attitude, it makes everybody miserable in the long run.
0: No kidding. I think, unfortunately, I have far too much expertise in feeling entitled, you know, or feeling, you know, I, mean, I suppose entitlement could be at the root of it. But in general, I think just the tendency of thinking more about what you don't have than what you do have. We always have the choice, right? We don't have to dwell on what we don't have. But when we do dwell on that, it can lead to jealousy, it can lead to bitterness. It can lead to a mindset or a worldview of, hey, if someone else has, then that means there's less to go around, you know, kind of a mm-hmm. scarcity or a poverty mm-hmm. kind of mindset, which makes you want to complain. It makes you want to then express that, right? It makes you want to gossip or, or that sort of thing. And I've just described someone, uh, you know, I got my hand up. I'm like, man, I've been there um and i know it's it's almost like i've got really bad bo people are like whoa they can smell it from a mile away uh and you, you
1: become the wet blanket
0: yeah mm-hmm. you don't exactly want to be around that right well it's one thing to know that it's another thing to practice it and i want to encourage you if you've you know fallen more into that than into the grateful cheerful type of disposition it's not because you stink It's probably just because you haven't installed any habits that support that, right? Verbs Mm -hmm. mentioned one that he has with his family. You You build in a habit of gratitude. So if you're interested in how do I change, how do I make a big change? I wouldn't, don't think about making a big change. Think about making a small change. Add in an item on your morning ritual or your workday startup, perhaps, and consider What am I grateful for? Maybe just list five quick things each morning before you hit the workday. What am I grateful for? Or maybe you need that as kind of a, maybe your trigger is lunchtime. Whenever you break for lunch, it's like midday, whether things are going good or they're not, let's be grateful for a minute and then hit the rest of the workday strong.
2: Or maybe you could just write in your planner, don't be a wet blanket. And maybe that could (laughs) work. I think
0: that's one of the quotes in there, you know, from Courtney Baker.
2: Oh, that's like my my new goal in life. I should uh, talk to Joel, our chief content yeah. officer, to it's see like if I Michael can.
0: Hyatt, Maya, Angelou, um, you know Gandhi, and then uh, Courtney, Courtney Baker. Baker. Courtney. Don't be a left it.
1: You know what Blake just as You were uh, talking about that. I just thought of a hack, possibly, to where when you think about things that you could be complaining about, or things that you're jealous over, or whatever the case may be, what if you could actually flip that? Instead of thinking about what I don't have, what is the thing that I do have currently right now? Um, just to get you in that mindset or that train of thought of, well, here is something I actually can be grateful for, even though you know I don't have this other thing that I'm striving or hoping for or wanting that badly, you know, or I feel entitled to. Let's move to advantage number two. Advantage number two is gratitude helps you get more done faster. Courtney, you started off the last round. Let's go to Blake for this one.
0: This is so true. This is so flipping true. <laughs> Gratitude is, I can almost feel it. If you think about it, you can almost feel it physically, I think, mm-hmm. right? Like when you start speaking negatively, you can almost feel the tenseness in your shoulders or you just feel like, Ugh, right? And conversely when you're grateful when you sort of just carry that with you it's energizing i mean it it makes you feel more generous uh you're willing to share you're more inclusive of others and i think for me when i'm in that state of mind i'm much more likely to be creative to hear what other people have to say as valuable input for my own growth rather than oh, here's another criticism. Here's another thing that's not going to go my way, right? But all of a sudden, people become this uh, resource to you that can, and you can work better as a team together. It's just, you know, I I think Michael is a great example. Some of you may have heard of Michael Hyatt um, listening, but that was one of my biggest takeaways when I first started working at Michael Hyatt & Company is, you know, he walks to work because he kind of lives sort of, walking distance and I saw him like walking into our office one day I was like this guy is like the happiest dude I've ever seen and I know it's not just because he hired me you know I'm sure that's a huge <laughs> part of it but you know but he would come into meetings and he's just so generous just he wanted my feedback he's he's asking for input from people and I'm like wow it's no wonder this company's been able to grow as fast as it has because he's leading from a place of gratitude.
2: I cannot echo that any more strongly. Um, I've said over and over again that both Megan and Michael, uh, who lead our company, Michael Hyatt and company, are crazy generous. I mean, it's just uh, overwhelming. It gives a lot to aspire to. And I don't know how Michael would (laughs) think about me sharing this, but somebody called Michael the Mr. Rogers of productivity. And I was like, yes, yes. Um, and I just,
0: kind I was of like, wondering why he changes his shoes every time he, comes. <laughs> the I'm like, you don't need to do that. Just wear the shoes you want to wear when you come, yeah. but he, he on it. He has his
2: routine. Yeah. And those songs he sings. So, <laughs> you know, uh, but it is really true. And honestly, their generosity makes me want to work harder for them. You know, mm. it's like, I want to live up to the generosity that you've expressed and shown towards me. Um, And so it's a great, I mean, if you lead people like being generous and not having that, you know, you already mentioned it, that kind of scarcity mindset. I mean, this applies with so many things, including, you know, like that comparison and like being willing to give other people credit. There shouldn't be a scarcity of saying thank you to the people that work alongside you. You know, like nobody is like tallying those and trying to see who's, Better, you know, like that. It's like a weird game we play in our head. And we've really got to get ourselves out of that like scarcity mindset and into this mindset of I can give more and it's going to benefit me and everybody around me.
1: If I could share just a pet peeve, because you mentioned uh, thank yous and how important and magical thank yous can be once you give them. Like, say, for instance, again, full disclosure in traffic, like if I'm letting somebody in. To my lane. I pause, I stop, and they just swoop out ahead without saying thank you or, you know, giving a little wave in the back window. I'm like, Lord have mercy. (laughs) I say, you're welcome. You're welcome. You know, but that's the power of a thank you. That can just turn somebody's whole day around. Let's move to advantage number three. Gratitude gives you instant momentum. Gratitude gives you instant momentum. Courtney?
2: Yeah, I mean, we've kind of hit this, but gratitude makes you optimistic. You know, when you are looking through that lens, you know, it gets rid of like negative thoughts. You know, you don't have to kind of sweat the small things. You don't have to spend energy complaining about all the things that are wrong. You know, that is just sucking your productivity away. Um, And honestly, when you're being, when you're, when you're optimistic, you know, you expect good things to happen. You know, you're not waiting for the next terrible thing to, to come. And in addition to that, it allows you to really take risk, which especially if you're in a sales or marketing role. You know, part of your job is to take risk or really, honestly, any kind of leadership role, your job is to take risk. And so if you're in that scared, that negative mindset, your willingness to kind of step out there and take risk is going to be so much lower than when you've kind of got this optimistic looking towards a bright, hopeful future of where you're willing to go. And ultimately, I think that impacts your whole career and your whole trajectory. And on the flip side of that, you know, that entitlement, and there's a whole generation of people that probably have negatively been misdiagnosed with like this entitlement label that we've kind of given a whole generation of people. Um, But it's one to be really mindful of, um, especially if you're in that generation, to kind of think through, okay, how do I offset that? You know, if people kind of have labeled my generation as like the entitled generation, how do I kind of overcome that? This is how, you know, by being grateful, by having an attitude of gratitude. I was going to try not to say that in this episode, and I just did.
0: <laughs> walked right into it.
2: I just walked right oh. into it. Um, but it, it really is the, the diagnosis for that. Um, and people will pick on up on it very quickly.
0: I've had the privilege of talking with dozens and dozens of business owners post-pandemic. And it is so interesting to notice the different kinds of responses to crisis. It is so interesting how people with the same circumstances, I'll talk to people in the same industry, in the same state, with the same restrictions, and they will talk to me in two completely different tones one person is convinced that the government's out to you know ruin their life is is convinced that they are toast and the thought of investing in a coaching program like the one we have for executives and business leaders is laughable because they think i've already lost so much and i des- you know i deserve more i'm not you know i'm not willing to take a risk to get out of this because I don't believe ultimately that that negative outlook has cost them not just money. It's cost them belief in themselves and belief Mm -hmm. in their future. And so they want to hoard they want to they're hunkering down almost hoping for this storm, this health crisis, economic crisis to pass over. And and they're just clenching on tight. Right. On the other hand, you've got people who go, you know what? I've made it through every economic setback so far in my life, I'm still standing. I'm so glad to be here. You know, I, I see, you know, and this, I'm not saying this to, to sell our program, but it's it is amazing how much progress, I'm thinking of one of our clients, she's in the luxury travel business. You know, you can imagine what that might do emotionally to, to think, okay, what's what's the future? She has had so much success, <laughs> not kidding, because she's shown up, she's been grateful, she's, uh, ha- and that attitude of gratitude, I stepped in it myself, has opened up opportunities because it's it's like the blinders come off. And, and you know what it is? Michael uh, teaches some of this, and I know you mentioned Gail teaching some of this, but it's asking questions of a grateful heart, right? It's asking things like, what is my current situation, be it good or bad, make possible? What can I do today that will benefit others? And what would I attempt if I had no fear of Mm -hmm, failure? mm -hmm. You can't ask that question if you're bitter, if if you're feeling negative, right? You've got to come at that from a place of gratitude. And believe me, if you're listening to this and you feel like this year has just gone to hell and you you can't wait for 2020 to be over, uh, it doesn't have to be that way. Honestly, Mm -hmm. ask yourself some of those questions because we are watching our clients literally have some of their greatest months ever. No kidding. Restaurants, healthcare workers—I mean, it's it's astonishing—and it starts with these types of questions from a grateful heart.
1: What well, it seems that you know, we can't just catch a break in our work life. In particular, seems to be unfair. We can actually practice these advantages that we talked about today to put us in that habit of gratitude. Uh, Advantage number one was gratitude makes others want to join your team. Advantage number two, gratitude helps you get more done faster. And advantage number three, gratitude gives you instant momentum. Blake, Courtney, this has been a great episode. Again, I feel like gratitude is definitely one of the secret sauces to productivity. But what final thoughts would you have uh, for our focus on this team as we as we wrap up today?
2: Well, I mentioned this earlier in the episode about this being contagious, you know, gratitude and being able to kind of have an optimistic view of the world is uh, contagious. And so I think it's really important that if you have people in your life that are speaking negativity into your life. I should be really mindful of that and to be aware of it, to know that, hey, maybe I should be really intentional about who I am letting speak in to me um, because it is contagious one way or the other. And so I think if I could add one thing, it's just to be mindful of who you're letting speak in to your
1: life. That's a good word right there. I love that. Thank you all for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the Internet. So please. Share it with your friends. Remember to use the hashtag focus on this podcast. (laughs) We'll be here next week with another great episode. So until then, stay stay focused. focused. Focus. (laughs) 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 We'll see. Until then.
2: Stay stay focused.
1: focused. (laughs) I'm out of here.
0: This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the new Full Focus Kids and Full Focus Students Planners. Learn how you can equip your kids for a successful future at fullfocusplanner.com.